Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Luis Flores, the bassist of Si Dios Quiere, Habitats, and Demo Division, and also the person behind Mind and Chains, clothing, artwork, and now tattoos. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! going on caffeinated crew on this episode i'm joined by louis from the band si dios quiere he's also in habitats which is a bit of like an emo band hardcore adjacent for sure uh and demo division most recently Mm -hmm. Um, also maybe referencing mind and chains as well we'll talk a little bit about that uh but how are are you doing this morning louis i'm doing good man good up up here sipping my coffee already so always always start the day with that yeah always um always what what you got going on on your side um i have this alfred cup that i got from when i went to la uh pretty cool coffee shop out there but inside of here i'm drinking a dark matter uh vanilla suburbs nitro in here put a little milk and some uh caramel in there swing it up a little bit but yeah shout out dark matter Shout out Dark Matter. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a well-known, great coffee spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked for them for, for two years, so I became a believer in those two years in the product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I've only heard good things. I haven't had the the privilege of trying it yet, but uh, they, they're a staple. And like the third wave, kind of when the third wave was starting, I, I had heard their name a lot. So they're like a, I yeah. think a Chicago staple. Yeah, for sure. I think I think when when I started working there, that's when I really realized like, oh shit, people really ride for this, huh? <laughs> a lot of people, people who go there, like, yeah, after this, I can't go back to Starbucks. Like, fuck Starbucks, that shit's weak. And and then I noticed the difference, right? So then I would drink Starbucks. I'm like, this is weak. This does taste burnt. <laughs> what the hell? It's, it it is it is burnt always. Yeah, yeah. I I could totally tell now. I uh, I would uh. I would drink coffee there at work for free, like every day, right? And my usual stuff. And then um, sometimes at my day off, the closest coffee shop to me is, is Starbucks. So sometimes I would just like, fuck it, you know, I'll get a Starbucks. And the next morning I wake up with like the craziest headache and I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't do this. It's, it's too weak, you know? Like yeah, I need the, the real shit, you know? Uh, <laughs> So after a while, like even if I went and got a Starbucks, I'll probably just still come home and I'll drink like a, a dark matter cold brew to like, you know, feel normal. <laughs> yeah. To to balance you out. Yeah, man. Like, anyway, I was like, I didn't realize how weak this shit is, you know? Yeah. I remember when I started like my barista time, uh, I got the taste for like great espresso. And then you learn kind of like what filter supposed to taste like and things like that, like recognizing notes. Um, yeah and i remember our cold brew at the shop i worked at was really really good like people came for the cold brew and i remember when starbucks launched their like try our new cold brew and i got a cup of it i think i took three sips and threw the entire cup in the trash i was like this is the worst thing i've ever tasted i think it's gotten better maybe this was like eight years ago okay yeah it was undrinkable <laughs> this has become like a, a starbucks hate uh podcast <laughs> no and there listen if you like starbucks if you get if you got you know no you go no get, judgment you know go get your refreshers your strawberry matcha shake em ups like <sighs> do your thing do it do your do thing. thing for do sure your, do your thing dog but i can't i can't do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> That just speaks to, to the level that, that you look for, you know? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the love isn't there like it used to be. Yeah. But there it's, you all, go. it's all good. I'm not it's trying to bash just, uh, people. I'm trying to bash corporations. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, go-to cafe? 
Um, let's see. I'd probably go to the Moses uh, Star Lounge, which is a dark matter coffee shop. Also, mm-hmm. it's just a cool spot to chill. They got a lot of cool art. They got a pool table, two floors. So that's it. Spend a lot of uh, leisure time there. Um, take a lot of people there. Uh, Stowata. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. That's probably one of my favorite spots. I spend a lot of time mm-hmm. there going and just chilling, you know? Um, let's see. Ipsento's pretty cool. Ipsento 606 is nice. Oh, uh, right there on Wicker Park. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's chill. Um, yeah, man, back, back in the, I don't want to say back in the day, like <laughs> old, old days, but like. Pre-pandy? When I had, yeah, pre-pandemic, when I had more time, I, I spent a lot of time just like, going to all these different coffee shops and just checking them out and like going like, oh, place is cool. Coffee's all right, you know, or mm-hmm. like coffee's badass. Place is okay, you know, like, yeah, know, just shit like that, you know. Uh, so like the ones that would stick out to me were like those or like, oh, right, cool. Yeah, the environment's cool. Coffee's cool. I could chill here for hours and just hang out, you know, like things like that, you know, like those are, that. that's what I'm kind of looking for when I go out, you know. So it's more about like, the experience, like the vibe. Yeah. Especially I'm from the South side of Chicago. So there's not much, not much out here in terms of like craft coffee or, or things like that. You know, it's just like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and shit like that. <laughs> so if I'm going to drive out to a coffee shop, like I want to be able to hang out and be like, feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, make my drive worth it, you know? Uh, but yeah, the coffee's got to be good too. Yeah. You know, if it sucks, I'm like, ah, I'll hang out. But like, you know, I'll probably go get another coffee afterwards. So. <laughs> I got to get this you taste know. out of my mouth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Some of them just like kind of taste like milkshakes and shit. I'm like, this isn't coffee, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't love when people just mask like bad coffee with flavors and sometimes good coffee with flavors. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am drinking, I forgot to mention this. It's a coffee from DeMello. It's a, a roaster out of Toronto, like a longtime Toronto favorite. This is their okay. uh, Columbia Immaculada Natural Colombian. So it tastes okay. nice and fermenty, and uh, the tasting notes are like raspberry, lavender, and raisin bubblegum. I don't think I've ever tasted raisin bubblegum, and I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I've never heard of those two words together. No, no, but uh, it's definitely good. I taste some of yeah. the raspberry and like the gentle lavender. It's, it's pretty good. Are you dripping, uh, drinking gin? IV60 always. Wow. So okay. yeah, I do pour over. Uh, unless I'm making like espresso at home, then I do an AeroPress, like an AeroPresso. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah. You're going real deep in there, huh? Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta make a little, uh, a little uh, espresso tonic at home when it's hot out. <laughs> Do it, man. Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a ice drink year round person. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care how cold it is. I'm like, it's gotta be ice. All my drinks gotta be cold. You know, I'll be walking outside with my cold ass coffee. Yeah. You know, freezing. I'm like, I gotta do it. I can't do it. I can't do the hot drinks. Man. Too much for me. Do you do you have to carry around gloves intentionally in the winter so you can have your your not, not really <laughs> no unless it's like freezing freezing then I'm I'm probably not wearing gloves at all you know so Man. very very rarely do I bust out gloves you got the wind just hitting your hand the ice the wind yeah you know sometimes I'm just walking from my car you know to okay. the car somewhere you know I'll be fine you know. <laughs> It takes more work to stop, put on gloves, walk, you know, and take them off. That's <laughs> so far, true. I just, I just do it. Gotta get you a koozie. Uh, yeah, right. I got a couple <laughs> koozies. I can, you know, I can never keep up with them. You know, I don't know where they go. Seems they disappear. Like, they're like gremlins. They do this. They're like the socks, right? Yeah. <laughs> the socks that always disappear. The dryer eats your socks. The the glass covered with all the extra shit eats your koozies. There I you think go. That's the rule. <laughs> So do you, do you have a drink that when you go to a coffee shop, it's like a, your order and that's how you judge that shop? Because I know some people that do this. Uh, do I? Not particularly. I kind of go and I'm like, 
I'm I'm a latte guy, so I'll do like any sort of flavored iced latte. Um and kind of kind of looking for something special. Like, oh I've never heard of that. Fuck it, I'll try it, you know? I'm I'm kinda like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and based on that really and if i go oh yeah too weak or too or it's good like yeah. it's just sugar i'm on there it's just flavoring you know in this cup you know so i'm i do look for like that balance of like this tastes like coffee and it's got it's got a little bit of sweetness in there to, you know mm-hmm. tastes good but yeah i think it's I, i'm just kind of looking for something cool really i i'm not like a i guess like a caramel guy okay but uh It really, it really depends, really. Sometimes, sometimes I'll just go for something crazy, you know, just Wild. like oh, a Nutella latte. Fuck it, you know, because I'm oh, a chocolate yeah. guy, so so I'm anything chocolate, anything you know, Oreo. Like Ooh. I'm in, you know, I'm trying it, you know. Cookies so, and cream latte. You you know, back in uh when I work was working at Dark Matter, I was I was like we went through this thing where everyone was bringing Oreos and we were just trying it. I'm like, I'm going to muddle this Oreo into some espresso. And I was like making like Oreo drinks for people, you know, like just to try it. Like what mm-hmm. would happen if I just muddle some Oreos, pour a shot of espresso over it and then muddle into a drink again, you know, <laughs> it was okay. It was, oh. not, it was fun experiment, you know, but, but it was a little, you know, It was a little rough because you had to break down the cookie, but it was fun. You could do where you break up some Oreos into just like smaller chunks and let them soak overnight in milk. Uh, and then you strain okay. it out. You've got like a flavored milk and then right, you, can, right. you can ice that or steam it. Make a like okay. an Oreo milk latte. That's kind of good. That's like the, the Oreo version of a syrup, I guess, because I don't know how you make Oreo syrup. Yeah, I don't know. Either. <laughs> I don't I, know the science behind that. Yeah, right. I don't know either. <laughs> Sounds good. Good work. Just sitting there with like a syringe, extracting the flavors out of an Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, that's that's funny that you mentioned uh super weird flavory, like wild lattes. Because I was walking to get this coffee, and in the cafe, I'm walking in and. Like in, in Montreal and Quebec, like the whole province, people live by maple. Like it's like okay. a, it's like a huge deal, like maple syrup and maple flavored everything. So I'm walking in and they've got like a Quebec maple latte. Oh, okay. And That sounds I, good. Yeah. If I would not have been making this an hour or two after I was there, I probably would have ordered it. And I would be a much more hyper person right now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maple lattes are good. Any honey, honey based lattes are good. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm in. There's a place here that also does a dulce de leche latte. Oh hell yeah, that shit hits. That sounds good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll try all that shit. <laughs> I'm in. Well, you don't just play in bands. You do uh, design work. Yeah, mind and chains. And yeah. recently started fucking tattooing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the newest venture right now. Is tattooing. It's just a uh, just an all around artist. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's been a it's been a ride for sure. Um, but it's been fucking awesome. I, I love it. You know, that's where uh, most of my time is spent now. Is the tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been awesome. I, I feel very uh, grateful for the amount of support that I've had. Uh, I'm, I'm like month eight or nine right now and i've been so busy tattooing it's fucking awesome like it's great that's sick <laughs> you know i'm I'm seeing like the progress through the months i'm like now that i'm like building habits and like finding my color palettes and like re- really playing around with things i like i'm like my tattoos are having like a, a certain look to them i'm like hell yeah this feels awesome you know So I feel like I'm I'm hitting breakthroughs like every month. I'm like, okay, I get this, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. How is adjusting from like doing iPad? I'm guessing like doing some Procreate 
which a lot, I guess a lot of artists use that in switching over to like skin. How was that transition? Um, and I, I started drawing on, on paper first, right? And then when I was starting my apprenticeship, my uh, coworkers like, you need an iPad, just do it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I don't really see like traditional tattoo artists using iPads, you know, like they just kind of draw on paper. They're like, nah, man, it's going to save you a bunch of time. <laughs> and I was like, a thousand dollars or draw on paper. And then I was like, man, whatever. I would just get the iPad. You know, I, I did it. And honestly, I'm so glad I did. It saves so much more time. Like, mm -hmm. and I could just carry it around everywhere. I don't have to like be hunched over at my desk drawing. So I was like, all right, this is fucking awesome. Now I'll just be chilling in bed drawing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then the skin, it's weird. You go from like drawing on iPad and then you do the practice skin. Mm -hmm. And that's like, feels pretty different. And then from the practice skin to skin, skin, like nothing, nothing beats that. Like that's, like, I don't even want to do fake skin anymore. I'm like, I don't even, why would I go back at this point? You know, like, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a very different feeling for sure. You definitely have to be more alert and a little more conscious of every, every line you're pulling and everything mm -hmm. you're doing. I almost feel like when you're drawing on an iPad and just kind of focused on the one hand and like the tip, right? Whereas when you're tattooing, you have to use both hands, you yeah. got to stretch with your you know tattoo hand and then stretch with the other hand so it's like three points of like mm -hmm. focus that you have to always be doing when you're tattooing so um it takes it takes a little bit to like get used to it and then not not have to think about it to make sure that you're still doing it you know right. like i i know early on i feel like i would just forget that i needed to be stretching the whole time so i just like start pulling lines I'm like oh shit I really need to stretch the skin you know um but I, I feel like I transition you know uh pretty smooth uh, I don't know it wasn't uh like my first tattoo I did on myself and mm -hmm. like now I can you know a couple months in I can look at it and be like it's not that bad it's actually <laughs> pretty solid for my first tattoo because i see a lot of like apprentices first tattoos they'll do like some little ass tattoo and i went like big you know like i pretty much you know i, I got a, a a virgin mary on my thigh mm -hmm. and so i went above it with a rose and some chains around that so That's like hard. almost like bordering yeah. you know so it was a big piece and i did it like did the outline and the shading and the color like in one sitting i was like just knocking it out and uh it's pretty solid it was like some there's some blowouts in there some color packing that isn't all there but i right. was like pretty decent like like the perfectionist in me wants to like fix it but like it's also like a memory like nah, yeah. nah, i kind of want to i try to just leave it and be like that's that's what my first tattoo looks like you know if someone ever asks but that that's what it came out my first thing it's like tied uh, it's tied to the experience now yeah it really yeah. is and like, yeah, I can always reflect on like, damn, I packed that color that badly <laughs> in my first go around. Look how I'm packing it now, you know? It's beautiful um, now. Beautiful. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, uh, so that's good. I, I, some of the stuff I've seen on, on the tattooing page looks really cool. And then you get to do some of your like illustrations from the mind and chain stuff on tattoos, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, that's been... Uh, that's been a trip. Uh, you know, and I kind of set it, not set it up, but like, you know, I, I drew those characters. So I'm like, if anyone wants these characters tattooed, they got to come to me, you know? Yeah. Someone else does. It's like, obviously, stealing. you know, they took my art, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, granted there's stealing and tattoos every day, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I guess, kind of normal at this point. But like when it's like those specific characters are like, come on, that's a mind and change character right there. You got to come to me if you want it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've been grateful that I, man, I've done probably like 10 of them at this point, maybe, maybe a little less or so, but done a good amount. And I'm like, hell yeah. So that's cool. And, and, and that carries over from just like the name I built doing like the art for, for years, you know? So it's pretty cool to see, you know, cause 
you know, I could draw you whatever, but when you ask me to draw you my character doing something, I'm like, hell yeah. That's like the most respect I feel like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely a, a super like respectful approach to getting like seeing the transition from doing the design and then like a lot of the clothing that you've done, which looks really, really cool. Um, even in the market where there's, I feel like a lot of that like hardcore influenced, like traditional style, um, artwork on shirts and things, your stuff really does like stand out, which is cool. And then doing like the limited run stuff, the one you did for your mom, which was like super, super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shout then seeing, out mom. yeah, shout out moms everywhere. And then, uh, and then going into tattooing, like that transition looks to have been really cool, like experience sure. wise. So. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I've been, it's weird. Cause I've been, I've been drawing in this, in this style for years and it's always like, oh, you should tattoo. You should tattoo. Like I wish if it was that easy, I'd yeah, you know, right. be going in. <laughs> uh, watch the door open for me. I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm in, let's do it. And so it, it, it really helped that I was already like, already drawing in the style that I, I wanted a tattoo in. So I wasn't like in my apprenticeship, like, what's my style? Right. What am I going to tattoo? You know, like I already had like the, the idea of what I wanted to do as a, as an artist tattooing. So I was just able to just, just keep going, you know, like it was just all, all gas, basically no, no breaks. I just been, just been going ever since I started. Right. Uh, and, and then even then, like, I feel like my art's still growing, you know, I'm still going to keep getting better. You know, my, my art's going to keep improving, you know, even these last months, I feel like I look at my first couple of tattoos and what I'm doing now. I'm like, my drawings are so much better now, you know, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I'm going to keep growing. So That's I'm excited, excited for the future and the, the tattoos I'll be cranking out. Uh, now, somebody, somebody hit Louie up, get a fucking entire back piece, get the <laughs> whole back it. piece, pay this man's rent for the month. Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, wa I want to do some, some large scale pieces. Um, yeah, I got a couple next week that are pretty big. I'm doing tattooing this guy's stomach. That's going to be a pretty, pretty cool piece. Maybe it'll be out by the time this, this episode airs, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. It might be a, a two session uh, tattoo, but it's pretty cool. I'm excited. We'll see how his pain tolerance is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the facts. Cause I, I'll work all day. Like, mm -hmm. you know, four, five, six hour session and seven hour, whatever, however long it takes to finish, I'll do it. It's more about, can they handle it? You know? Yeah. And it's the stomach. So it's not even like a, going to be an easy spot, but she I'm looking forward to it. She don't nah, feel good. It's, it's no joke. <laughs> Are you, have you been doing design work for all the bands that you're in? So like, uh, I know that you do it for Habitats, but, uh, even Si Dios Quiere, are you doing the new merch designs and stuff? Yeah. Uh, I would say for Habitats, I've done everything for demo division. I've pretty much done everything for Si Dios Quiere. I've done a good chunk for sure. We, for them, we kind of, we also do like outsource other artists too, to mm -hmm. get like a variety. Um, so I, I've done a good chunk, especially now that, that I'm busier, like it's, it's a little harder to keep up, uh, you know, with, with all the bands and to do all of them. So I'm like, yeah. you guys want to outsource to someone else or you got a specific idea, go for it. You know, like, and I, I'll still do designs for like other people. You know, I just did a design for La Rosa Noir, like another band in mm -hmm. Chicago. I just did one for, uh, Alan Lark. There's a coffee shop. Uh, over here, I did their logo or not logo, but a shirt design for them. Um, shout out, shout out to Logan from there. He just, he just came into my shop and I tattooed that design on him. That's cool. That I did for his coffee shop. So I'm like, hell yeah. It's like, he just set the new standard. Whoever, whoever I design work for, for your band or your, or your business or whatever, you gotta get a tattooed on you now. <laughs> that's the full circle client. There you go. That that's, that's the requirement that I'm putting in the contract. Print your shirt, but then you gotta come get it tattooed. Yeah, read the read the fine print. <laughs> read the fine print. <laughs> that's an ex um, that's an expensive design you're getting. So it's a full service, but it's it's definitely double the price of any other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Right? 
Is there a specific piece you've done design or tattoo that you're especially like proud of where you look at it and you're like, like, that's where I noticed that my shit was like, like that I had like that style, I guess, or that you had, you could see the growth as an artist. Damn. I feel like there's a, a half full of pieces to be honest. Um, I would say probably one of them is like my, my character grabbing onto the Eagle is like a big, like leg piece I did on one of my homies and like, it was huge and it, it just came out so fucking badass. I was like, man, I love this piece. Every time I see him, I'm like, yo, let me see that tattoo. And I'm just like seeing it heal. Um, and I think that was around the time where I was like finding my color palettes the like the specific colors I like. Uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. There's a lot of really good ones, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not trying to gas myself up, but there's like... No, you should always. <laughs> always this, gas this, yourself up. <laughs> did this like Shin Hanya mask. It's like his whole Shin that we did. And I'll, I'll see him sometimes. I'm like, yo, let me see that. Let me see that Hanya mask. I'm like, hell yeah. You know, tough tattoo, you know, fucking badass. I love that tattoo. Uh, but yeah, there's a bunch. And I, I think more so like the stuff that I'm putting out now, like in these coming weeks, I'm like really proud of those tattoos, you know. Very grateful to be to be tattooing in my style, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I don't really do too many like basic tattoos or whatever, you know, like Pinterest style. Like not really. Yeah. You know, thank, thankfully, right? Like I've, I've managed to fill my books with stuff I want to do. So that's awesome. I did this Namor in the in the Aztec style. I don't know if you saw. I just yeah, recently yeah. posted that. That one was fucking awesome. That was sick. Now that that uh, I don't know, I'm pretty proud of. Got a lot of love <laughs> in the internet, but I was like, hell yeah, you know, that one was so yeah. That one did stick out to me. That one, that was like a super cool design. The colors yeah, look yeah. beautiful. Like yeah, I mean, I, I I really hope that everything keeps growing well. It's cool that you already have the homies that are clients that kind of trusted you and been like, just do it, just do a style. So you didn't have to do all the walk-ins and uh, girlfriend names on the neck and stuff like that. (laughs) Cause I've heard one girlfriend name. (laughs) I've heard horror stories of apprentices that have to just do like bullshit tattoos for a year before they grow their clients. So I, yeah. Yeah, I out. think that's you the... You looked out on that one. <laughs> honestly, man. I think that's the the best part of the of the years of being in bands and, like, you know, doing the art uh, shows and all that is that mm-hmm. I've met so many people and, like, made so many connections that, like, those are my clients now, you know? Yeah. Like, now that I'm tattooing, like, just, like, you know? Uh, it's just, you know, it makes, like, okay, I'm not... I'm not wasting my time, you know, playing these shows and, and doing, granted, like, I w- they're not a waste of time regardless, but, right. you know, financially, you're like, oh, I'm getting something in return mm-hmm. in one way or another, you know, which is, which is, which is awesome, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'll keep doing the three band. I'll write it out as long as I can. <laughs> and I'll keep building clientele off of all that too. And I'm going to have a badass time playing all these shows and hanging out with friends. Like, what more can I want? You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely all those, all the, all the people I've met at shows that are now my clients are fucking awesome. Like I'll definitely be at shows and I tattooed them. I tattooed them. <laughs> you know, That's what's cool. You get, to, you get to see it regularly. Be like, how's that? Yeah. Up? And then one yeah, day you walk yeah. in and somebody covered it up. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. That would be, that would be terrible. <laughs> Unfriended. Unfollow. Unfriended. There. Blocked. Don't. <laughs> canceled (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're canceled um but that i love that about the hardcore scene and and in general is whenever we have like people that we play shows with we see all the time when they start doing something else that's kind of cool that they're like following their path uh everybody kind of gets behind it and supports it which is i think what diy is about it's not just about music and put playing shows but it's about supporting your friends and your scene and you know believing in each other so it's cool that uh that something like that comes to fruition from just playing a certain style of music but then 
you have this whole family that kind of supports you. Oh yeah. Most definitely, man. Been blessed for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel grateful for, for everything I have for sure. It's been awesome. How was the all out war show? It was pretty cool. It was, uh, it was, uh, strange to be, uh, at Cobra Lounge at like 10 a.m. <laughs> um, because it was a matinee, matinee show. <laughs> I think that's the first matinee we've played. Pretty sure. We were there very early. That was, you know, it was like, it felt visibly early for people too, because everyone was just kind of chilling the whole show, you know? I was like, oh, okay, this is what a matinee is like. Uh, but it was cool. It was, a, it was a nice little turnout and got to leave at like four from a show, which was like, crazy to think about um but it was cool it's fun uh, it's always a good time to play with with cdo skiere and be on on the stage with them so shout out shout out to those homies for sure it, would you say that habitats is your main deal or are you just more floating around do you have like a main uh, band that you uh, consider i would say i would say yes that more so now, not not too much. I think uh, Habitats is my first band. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the one that I don't want to say I have the most say in, but the one I put the most input into. Uh, mostly because, you know, if I want something done, I kind of have to do it, you right. know? So I kind of have to take initiative a lot of times. So I, I kind of became <laughs> the, the dad of the band. The manager. Uh, yeah, you know, for, for better or worse, you know? Uh, but that's fine, you know? Uh, and then with the other two, for sure, I'm more like support, you know, Wh whatever they need, I'll, I'll help out in, but I'm not, I'm not like in charge, in charge of like booking shows or like mm -hmm. finding shows or ordering merch or shit like that, or responding to emails. Like I'm, I'm more hands off for sure. in, in that, especially now with the tattooing that I'm so busy, like my my priority is the tattooing and then the bands come second, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I have time, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help. And, you know, it's a lot of like, what do you guys think of this? And then I'll be like, yes or no, put my input in it, you know, I'll write songs and shit. Like, so it, for me, it's a good balance, you know, I, I'm sure probably, you know, I wouldn't doubt they'd be like, man, I wish you helped more, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure they, they realize how busy I am. You know, I do what I can, you know. I, I don't feel like they think I'm a slacker in that right. sense because, you know. And and randomly, I'll just be like, I'll get an idea and I'm kind of the guy that's like, I need, a, I need to do this idea. Like, I won't even say the idea to anybody. I'll just, I'm just going to draw this. Like, I need to like mm -hmm. get it out, you know. And then I'll be like, yo, I just came up with this. What do you guys think? Like, just randomly. I don't know. So I'll just randomly throw designs that had our bands and be like, what do you guys think of this? Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say I'm a little more hands-off these days for sure. And in, in all three bands, really. Mm -hmm. nice. you know, it's, I it's feel good. like it's more fun that way. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and I'd much rather like draw designs for the bands and to be like emailing people to like book us on a, on a show or something. Like, I don't want to do any of that. You know, it's painful. And that sounds like a drag and like yeah. finding venue. Ugh, not, not, not a fan. Not a fan. Even like I, these guys that put on their shows like that basically promote their own shows and stuff like that. It's like, you know, God be with you. Cause I'm not, I trying to lock a venue down is hard enough. And then trying oh, to get yeah. them, like get people out to the show. Ugh. It's difficult. I hate it. <laughs> it's very hard. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. It's always like nerve wracking. You're like, damn, I don't know how this show's going to do. I hope people come to this show. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> please come to my show. <laughs> please come. You know, I know I'm in three bands, but please come. Please come. one of them, Ellie. You just got to, you got to be in a, a band that's in, like each band has to be kind of in its own different genre. Like you can't just play in this. I'm in yeah. a band with a guitarist that he's in seven bands. Jesus I think three or four of them are hardcore. I guess at least he has four that are not. <laughs> yeah. That's a good ratio, right? That's Almost like, I, 50% different. It's 50 to 60% of them are not hardcore bands. So he's, he's good. 
It's a good ratio. <laughs> seven is a lot of bands. God damn, we can't even imagine. I don't even, yeah, and he has a full-time job. I don't know how he does yeah. it. Yeah. But shout I, out, all shout those out, songs. Shout out John, man. He's got, he's got big brain because I can't remember yeah. hardly any songs. Dude, I'll, I'll be at practice a lot of times and I'll be like, yo, play that song. How's it go again? Yeah. And my drummer's like, Louie, please, like, why? And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm in three bands. You know how many songs yeah. I have to remember? Like, I don't, I'll forget. Like, just play a couple, couple, couple notes and then I'll, I'll remember the song, mm-hmm. you know? You ever but, walked right yeah. up on stage and forgot every single bass line? Kind of. Not, yeah. not every single bass line, but sometimes I'll be like, hey, how does that song go play it? Yeah. And then we'll play it like, all right, all right, all right I remember they hum, it, like the, they hum it in your ear like <laughs> you know how you can like you know when you're like uh sound checking right you're like make sure everything like they can um, be like yo play play that song you know yeah. uh, okay, okay i got it yeah and it's mostly towards like the newer songs that are like not out on recording you know mm-hmm. like it's cool the song's still pretty fresh you know like those are the ones that are more likely to to forget you know the rhythm at least you know i just gotta hear the rhythm and then like I'll, I'll remember the song then, you know? So thankfully there's a good amount of songs that don't start with me playing <laughs> or else I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> you just got to sell just, it. I just got to, I'll, I'll hop in like t- 10, 15 seconds later and I'm like, all right, I remember the song now. Hey, Louie, you start this one. What? Yeah. Uh, I'll remember those. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, we, uh, we were playing a show recently and my bassist, we we're like getting our shit. We're about to play. He like looks at me. He goes, "I just forgot every single bass line." I was like, "You start the set." Oh no! <laughs> he was. It fine. happens, man. He is fine. He got the adrenaline moving. So. <laughs> then you go. Is he yeah. like nervous, or he just forgets? Nah, he was just. I think he was like super stoked. We were playing a fest. It was like a really oh, cool yeah. fest. It was sold out. Like this venue, uh, is really cool. And basically, it was everybody from our scene in the surrounding area and so we were just having a great time and like weren't thinking about having to play <laughs> so he was just Dude, like that is very real stoked out of his gourd couldn't remember the bass lines but we got it yeah man that is real sometimes i'll like forget that i'm playing a show and i'm just like hanging out the whole time and mm-hmm. like <laughs> i get on stage i was like man i did not warm up at all and like my it's almost like my brain is not not transitioned into like yo you got to play a show right now like you better focus you know like yeah. my brain's still just like yeah fucking around like i'm shit i should have probably warmed up a little bit before i got on stage shit i'm worried about that yeah that's i i try to because i do vocals in a band and i try to like not watch the band before like i just like go to the corner and i'm like okay what are the words like just playing the songs in my head. Nice. It's worked so, work. so far. Nice. So far. There you go. You put your headphones on and you you follow along? No, no, no. I just like... I mean, I should do that actually because I can do the AirPods and turn on the noise canceling yeah. and create my own ambient space, you know? Yeah, that, that's what, I, what I'll do sometimes. I'll like play the recordings on the AirPods and I'm following along with my bass just mm-hmm. to like, all right, I got it, you know? especially covers like i hate doing covers just because like damn now i gotta learn another song <laughs> how does it go at least that one is recorded but yeah that one is recorded but i'm like damn now i got another song to learn As we were talking recently it's like should we do a cover and then one of our friends is like fuck covers man play all originals and we were like okay fine like <laughs> fuck covers yeah Covers are fun, you know, once in a while. I, I don't want to be like a band that's like always doing a cover, but especially when it's like, you know, demo division, like every show we're covering a different song for whatever fucking reason. It's like, why are we doing this? Every show is a different yeah. cover. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, uh, I don't want to play covers. Like, let's stick to one or just not do a cover in, in, in my eyes. Right? I get it, but like, ah. Uh, just be known for that one cover, you know? Like, that, there's a cover, so. it's like, Demo Division does this cover. Right, right, right. Everybody knows it for that. It's the signature. Yeah, we covered uh, Title Fight, uh, Numb But I Still Feel It. I think mm-hmm. we covered it 
three times. So maybe, maybe that'll be the song, you know, but every time I'm like, how does that song go? I got to relearn it every time. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's a good fucking song. I think it's a great song. Floral green is probably the best. Oh yeah. Goaded for sure. It just, uh, I think it ages well, mm-hmm. very well. I like that one the most too. I, I think that one, I mean, you change the game for sure. And the, in the hardcore and hardcore adjacent world, for sure, yeah. changed changed everything. Uh, but I fucking love that album for sure. I think that's the one I go to the most, always for sure. Yeah. Well, what what you got going on musically coming out this year? What are some uh, some things to look out for? Yeah. Uh, well, right now, CBS Kid is is in writing mode for sure. We I think we have like three songs. I think we're we're trying to write like an LP or at least an LP mm-hmm. worth of songs and see, see what we do from there. Um, no real timeline other, other than we're just writing. Uh, we'll be hopefully hitting the East coast in the summer. I think everything's kind of, kind of locked down in that, but nothing's been announced yet. So hopefully that happens. And I think maybe, maybe the West coast and like the fall and a couple of like out of state shows here and there. Uh, we do have a show, uh, May 5th, a Cinco de Mayo show. That, that one's going to be cool. Uh, Chris, the guitar player, uh, curated like a lineup with like bands with like brown people in there. You know, it's Cinco de Mayo too. So like, it's going to be fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, we always try to put on for, for brown people in the scene out here for sure. Cause for the longest, it was like, you know, very few of us and like, very few in the crowd and like definitely not on stage, right. you know? Um, but late a lot, of, a lot more. So lately there's, there's been more and more, you know, people of color getting involved, which is fucking awesome to see. And we're a band with five Mexicans. So we're like, you know, we, we want to encourage, you know, more people to get yeah, involved yeah. to like, to, to be doing this and feel comfortable, you know? So yeah, that's going to be a good show. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fun. I see Chicago as having a lot of, you know, bands with people of color, especially brown people, which it's weird that you say that about like, like a few years ago or a while back, but isn't like Los Crudos is from Chicago yeah. as well, which is like historically yeah. like a, a a hardcore band of like Latino descent, I guess. Right, right, right. I feel like when I started going to shows... Man, it was like you know definitely very few people of color at least to like the hardcore shows that i was going to like i grew up in like the trapped under ice era backtrack yeah. era you know that that kind of stuff being you know have heart and uh a lot of times yeah i, I didn't even know very pe- very uh many people there or anyone really like, i would just go because i love the music you know I was like 18, 19 at the time and going to these shows. And I was like, felt a little outcasted. I'm not going to lie, you know, because I'm just like one of very few colored people here, you know. And thankfully, like, I feel like it's the demographic that has changed a lot, especially in Chicago, like, yeah. uh, where it's a lot more more diverse now, which is awesome to see. And, and, and you know, more people are coming up to us and be like, yo, that's fucking awesome that you guys put on for brown people. We're like, hell yeah. yeah. And I, we only, you know, hope that that'll continue to, to inspire other people to get involved. So that's awesome. Uh, but we do, when we travel outside, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not that many out here either though, but, but it's still, it's cool because we still get the support though. So I, I yeah. can't even be like mad or upset. Like no one's been like, fuck these five brown kids coming out of who they think they are. You know, like everyone's been pretty cool about it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's getting there. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say it's just cool. I, I, I see the shows like when I see videos of the shows in Chicago, I think that it was, it was the show that you guys play with like La Armada and, um, who else was it? <laughs> Snuffed played that show as well, I think, but it was on hate five, six. Oh, like Cobra Alange, right? I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like snuffed. La Armada. La Armada. There was like a Puerto Rico band, I believe, on the wheel. Pretty sure. Yeah. 
it looked like a lot of fun. And I feel like Chicago has recently gotten a lot of those kind of bands, like, um, like representing not just like Brown, but people of color, like Buggin'. Holy shit. Right. Buggin' is so good. So we're looking at y'all. We're looking at Chicago, man. Chicago's coming <laughs> up. Yeah. I feel like for a while it was pretty, pretty quiet for how big Chicago is. It was like that much not much activity as far as like Chicago hardcore and like I feel like we're in a good spot right now where like things are really really kicking off a lot more bands are popping out a lot more people at shows Mm -hmm. so I'm excited for for the future of Chicago hardcore for sure you know wish I could go down to that Cinco de Mayo show but uh, it's kind (laughs) of a long drive (laughs) how far is the drive from from over there to Chicago uh well you gotta go like around the lake right so it's gotta be it's gotta be at least 10 hours it's at least 12 hours maybe all right that's a drive that's a drive (laughs) (laughs) i'll fly we definitely we definitely want to do canada though that'd be fucking awesome yeah y'all should i think that the response would be good there's a lot of bands here that are like death metal-esque or like thrash crosser like you know the band prowl yeah yeah so they're from Montreal. They're like doing a huge, nice. they're doing a huge U.S. tour right now. Uh, there's a band called Scorching Tomb. That's really cool. They're about to do some shows outside of Montreal and um, some bands like Primal Horde. Primal Horde's kind of similar sounding to early Zibaba. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, which I love that a lot. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so violent. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that here. So I think, I think Cidios Quiere would definitely uh, have a good turnout here. Well, Canada, Plus, you're listening. Put us on. Put it. Want to go? Bring, bring Cidios Quiere, and uh, have a great show. Have some some, some good moshing. Listen to Crime yeah. Wave live. There you go. That's what I want. That's what I want. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, uh, I I hope that everything goes great with the LP. Uh, we'll be looking out for new music from Cidios Quiere, see what's going on with Habits. I like Demo Division a lot too. It's got like a, I don't know why, like Peripheral Vision kind of pops into my head when I- Okay. I love that album. Goaded for sure. It's goaded. Um, so all I'm right. excited to see see what happens with that too. Got a lot yeah, on your plate. All, <laughs> I know. They're, we're also in writing mode for them too, so- uh, new music soon when is this coming out like uh two weeks two weeks okay so by then it'll be announced so we're gonna we're gonna put out uh or we're gonna come sign on to new morality zine Mm -hmm. uh which is like a chicago label here shout out nick uh that's the same uh, label that cdl skid is on so he's signing uh demo division too so we're excited to work with him we're gonna have like limited like alternate cover of the of the EP should be fun. Uh, so yeah, the rest the new music will be out on that, which I'm excited. So hopefully in the summer we'll have that music out for Demo Division too. So yeah, they've been we've been pretty pretty active with them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been good. So they're, they're, those two bands for sure will keep me very busy <laughs> this whole summer. Yeah, or even even until that, from here till to the summer too. So I'm excited. That's sick. I was actually gonna say I think that demo division would have fit on numerality. So I was gonna even bring that <laughs> yeah. up because it just seems like the most perfect fit for that label. Um, yeah, especially the, the direction they're going in now. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a good fit for sure. Uh, some of my friends um, in Spite House they're signed to numerality. Oh hell yeah, and, nice. Uh, Shout out Xside, shout out Gage, also on Numerality. He's got some nice. good bands on the on that label. Yeah, yeah, he's doing some cool stuff for sure. Yeah, single handedly, crazy. I know. I don't know how. <laughs> he's a one man team right there. I don't know how he does it, and he's a full time teacher. So holy shit! Yeah, so I, I can't even imagine. You know, and he works with like so many bands. So I can't even imagine what his text messenger or threads are like looking like of every date he's got to have down and, and deadlines and shit like that. That's like a yeah. band chat nightmare. Yeah. Right. Like Imagine which chat is this on? 20, 20 <laughs> yeah, like, band chats. Fuck that. 
Oh man. Yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. But someone's got to do it. Shout Somebody's out got, for that. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. <laughs> Somebody. Not well, me though. No. Well, <laughs> Louis, thanks so much for uh, hanging out. I really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, I'm wishing yeah. you all the best on the tattooing. I uh, can't wait to see where 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 the next um the next era of your artistry goes. So, we'll we'll be looking yeah. out there as well. Uh what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? Um, man, I guess, I guess LA, maybe LA. There's some pretty cool coffee shops out there. I mean, obviously LA hardcore goaded, you know, too. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been to sound inferior, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe three, four times at this point. So I always have an awesome time there and the coffee shops there are pretty dope. Like, you know, you go to these like random places and it's very hard to find a, a coffee shop sometimes. And you know, when you go to LA, it's so easy, like a million coffee shops. <laughs> so you'll find something good nearby yeah. you, you know, which is awesome, which makes it really easy. So, you know, if it's not Chicago, I'll say LA. Yeah. And LA is fucking nice. <laughs> LA is nice to visit. Yeah. There you go. I've never, yeah, I can't imagine living there, but. Visiting is very nice. Too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. <laughs> you know, Chicago's fucking expensive too, but. Well, Louis, thanks so much, man. Uh, yeah, thank we'll you. Be looking out for new. Si Dios quiere, look out. Go listen to their EPs and go listen to Crime Wave and uh, uh, show Demo Division some support. Congrats on the, yeah, yeah. the new morality thing, man. That's going to be sick. Um, super yeah, excited, excited for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, enjoy the rest yeah. of your uh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when in Chicago, need a tattoo, hit me up. We'll do some, some cool. Um, but yeah, check out Demo Division, See the Quiere, Habitats. Now, all of our other bands are in, or my bandmates are in other bands, so check out their bands too. So we're a, a creative group for sure, and we're all, all doing some cool shit. So yeah, be, be in the loop with all of us. Check the links in the description. There will be links to all of the bands mentioned and the tattoo page, mind and chains, everything. We're gonna cover it. So go check out all the links. Don't be a, don't be a scrub. <laughs> oh yeah, appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yeah, take it easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Louie for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to check out Cidios Quiere Habitats Demo Division. They have music up on all platforms. You can also check out Mind and Chains. And if you're in the Chicago area, be sure to hit him up for a tattoo. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.